job on the glass. Back outside, Brown. Good night. All right, welcome to another edition of one in a million. I am your host, Roland Million. It has been a while since I have come back. Um, there's been a plethora of things that have happened. A lot of people in new different situations. Uh, one, Drew Holiday, who is now with the Celtics, along with Porzingas. Uh, Marcus Smart uh, is along with the Memphis Grizzlies. Chris Paul is playing for the Golden State Warriors. Um, Damian Lillard uh, on a last minute, last minute decision uh, between the Milwaukee Bucks and the Portland Trail Blazers. Damian Lillard ends up with the Milwaukee Bucks, and a lot of people thought that that swung the 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 tide towards Milwaukee's way uh, in regards to winning a championship, um, but. You know, all those things happening at the same time, everybody always talks about, you know, how teams look on paper and paper is not the most important thing. It's how they look chemistry wise as the year progresses on. But one of the things that I really want to focus on and I really want to talk about is, you know, my Celtics. And of course, I, I do want to talk about the Golden State Warriors as well. Um the biggest thing I want to talk about is these past two games. Yeah, I'm not going to get too high. I'm not a person who is easily impressed by... I don't just get impressed by wins. I watch basketball and... and, and um, How can I put this? I watch basketball and analyze basketball the same way that I coach and the same way that I played. I don't care if you get a W... If there are things that we still need to continue to work on in order for our our team to get better, in order for us to get better, I'm going to point those out. And I think in game one, the Celtics, as they played the New York Knicks, I know it was the first game of the season, you know, jitters and you're still trying to figure each other out. But at the same time, there were certain decisions that were made during the game that were just bad basketball decisions. And... A couple of them were by Jalen Brown. A couple of them were by Jason Tatum. And it was just low IQ plays. Now, at the same time, defensively, it doesn't matter how low the IQ play is offensively, defensively, if they can continue to play defense the way that they've been playing defense, especially against the main guys, the stars, then they're going to be a team to be reckoned with. A lot of people worried about us losing Marcus Smart. And I know losing Marcus Smart was huge, but we gained ourselves a Drew Holiday. And Drew Holiday, in my opinion, is equal. And I, I might get some hate on this, but I think he's better. And I think his body is still 
in a sense where he can defend at a high level and defend the best players at a high level. The difference between him and a Marcus Smart, not to say that they dove for loose balls, but a lot of the flops that Marcus Smart did, a lot of the diving on the loose balls that Marcus Smart did, it really took a toll on his body. And I thought that was evident towards the end of the year last year. I think he was a step slower defensively. Um, I think he couldn't pressure as much as we wanted him to pressure on a consistent basis. And I think that was an issue. And we picked up Drew Holiday, and I don't think we missed a beat. And a lot of people thought, well, you know, we lost that toughness when we lost Grant Williams. Now, I'm hoping and I'm praying that Kristaps Porzingis stays healthy the entire year. But I want to say this. Although Kristaps Porzingis, I really still don't think he's a shot blocker. But at seven foot three, what he is is he is someone that can alter shots. Seven foot three with a seven foot six or seven foot seven wingspan that alters shots. Just his mere presence being down low on some of these possessions when people were driving to the basket, Julius Randle, Jalen Brunson, RJ Barrett, that just when they saw him there, it turned them away a couple times and they had to force up some reckless shots. And the same went for the Miami Heat tonight. Now, when I watched that game, I was just like, just, it's amazing how just him being seven foot three is intimidating. Now, Rob Williams is a better shot blocker, but Rob Williams is six foot eight, six nine. Kristaps Porzingis is not as good a shot blocker, doesn't have the timing, but he's seven foot three. That changes a lot of things. And over the course of these past two games that I've watched, we had. teams and, and I think he really help us. Um, when it came down to it I don't think those two guys Brunson and Randall shot better than 30% from the field and then you fast forward to today where I'm like I hope that's not a that's not a fluke that's not a one-time thing you fast forward today and you know Jimmy Butler struggled there was one play Derek White 
full speed up up the court when Jimmy Butler had a wide open opportunity for a dunk. Now I know Jimmy Butler says, "Hey, it's regular season. Like he doesn't go as hard in the regular season." But still, the fact that Derek White sprinted the full length of the court and was able to block him, and then there was another play where Hawkes Jr. is going up for a dunk, and Drew Holiday sprints the full length of the court, meets him at the rim, and and blocks his shot, punches his stuff right out of there. Like, those are momentum plays. And if we can continue to be that defensive-minded team, then we won't have to worry about offense. Because if we can let our defense dictate our offense, which I don't think we've done for, for two years. I think last year we got away from that. I think the year before that with M.A., um, we let our defense dictate our offense. We played great defense. Think about the Brooklyn Nets series. We were defending at a high level. Think about the Milwaukee Bucks series. We were defending at a high level. And when we defended, everything came so much easier on the offensive end. And I think if we can continue to do that at a high level, then we will be a team to be reckoned with. And I think this could be the year that we bring a championship. Um, but... Like I said, I don't want to get too high, okay? It's the first two games of the season. I just want to see where we go from here. Do we continue to have this this, this upside of continuing to play defense for 82 games? Because it's a long season. It is a long season. And playing defense and being disciplined like that and working hard like that for 82 games, it takes a toll on you. Okay, and then having to continue to do that into the postseason, it's really going to take a toll on you. So what will we be able to do? Will be will we be able to do that? Will the Celtics be able to do that? Now, moving on to um, I'm not even going to move on to Giannis and company. I'm going to move on to the Golden State Warriors. Now, in the Golden State Warriors game in the first game of the season, it was. How could I say it? Now, I don't know how to say it without, like, sounding disrespectful. Um, but I don't think that the trade that they made was the trade that is it is right for their team. Um, you have a guy in Chris Paul who likes to hold the ball, who likes to pound the ball, who likes to... I'm sorry, I got cut off. Um, the I don't know how that happened. But anyways, what I was saying is Chris Paul. I don't really feel like Chris Paul was the right fit for the Golden State Warriors. Now, I know Chris Paul, he's experienced. He gets people easy buckets. I think he will get um, Kaminga some easy buckets. Uh, along with another, uh, a, a few other people, I think he would get some, them some easy buckets. But at the same time, in getting those easy buckets, you are also giving up your identity a little bit. And your identity is always moving the ball, passing and cutting, continuing constant fluid motion. And I think when you add Chris Paul into the equation, I don't know if you're going to get that continuity throughout the whole entire game because he needs the ball so much. And the other thing that you talk about is defending. How are you going to defend with Chris Paul being... He's older, and and I don't think Chris Paul has been the same defensively in a long time. And and how are you going to defend? They are going to they, they hunted Steph Curry. 
they're going to hunt Chris Paul as well because I don't think they think Chris Paul can defend. And the same goes for Klay Thompson. Klay Thompson is a step slower. And my issue with the Golden State Warriors is who is going to realize that they are not the same as they once were? There's, there's a pride factor that comes in when it comes to the Golden State Warriors. And I was on a space and I was talking to Coach Ricky G and there is a pride factor and I agreed with him 100%. Guys like Chris Paul, who, who have been the man on their team for years and years on end, even if it comes to a championship, they don't want to take a back seat. They want to be an integral role on that championship. Klay Thompson, who's been a champion, he, even though they won a championship already, he didn't play the greatest and he still has something to prove. It's part of the reason why I feel like they got rid of Poole is because Klay Thompson wants to be the one in those crunch time moments to show that he's he, he's the man. And I, I feel like a little bit of it is you know, when they voted on the top 75 and Clay Thompson was left out, I still think that he feels subconsciously he has something to prove there. And it's like, who's going to take the back seat? And you think about players in the past who have been in their 30s, who have gone to teams and they've been asked to take a lesser role. Um, the I, I believe... Uh, uh, Gary Payton was was the person who I brought up. Gary Payton was like 35, 36, and he went to the Lakers, and they were asking him to play behind Derek Fisher because Derek Fisher had helped the Lakers win three championships, and he was the point guard in a couple of the years, and Ron Harper was a point guard in one of those years, and Ron Harper had experience. He was taller. He was bigger. He also played for Phil Jackson before. Then it became Derek Fisher in the 2001 and 2002, where Derek Fisher was receiving a primary role, and it's like Gary Payton came in 2004, and he's like, okay, when am I going to get my opportunity to play? And he wanted to play more, even though it, it could have possibly sacrificed them getting a championship. Gary's like, hey, listen, if you don't have somebody that's better than me, I'm not trying to take that role. And I feel like that's the same with Clay Thompson and Chris Paul. You're not going to have somebody who's better than them taking their minutes or their spots. Like who's, who's going to back up? the Chris Paul who's going to kill him in practice or or outshine him in games where Chris Paul's going to be like yeah I might have to take a back seat who's going to do that for Clay Thompson where Clay's going to be like yeah you know what I I'm a step slower I'm not the way that I used to be I'm going to have to take a back seat who's going to do that for them and I don't think they have the roster that's built to allow someone to come in there and and, and kind of put Paul and and Clay Thompson in their place so we'll see how it goes. You know, they have a game versus uh, the Sacramento Kings tonight, I believe. And we're going to see how they play defensively versus the Sacramento Kings. Because I already thought that they struggled last year defensively. And now you add someone who's a little slower in Chris Paul and slows up the pace of the game. How are they going to be able to play a Sacramento Kings team? How are they going to be able to play a team like like Denver when they play? How is Chris Paul going to be able to handle Jamal Murray? Um, even, 
even Contavious Caldwell Pope, like if he has to, if they have to like do some cross matches, how are they going to be able to handle these guys? And that's that's the thing that I'm trying to figure out, and that's the thing that we'll figure out over the year uh, as the year goes on. Um, with that being said, I didn't get to fully watch the um, Milwaukee Bucks game, and unlike other people on like Twitter and stuff like that. I'm not going to watch highlights and try to to divulge what actually happened in the game. I'm going to go back to NBA.com and I'm going to go on my league pass and I'm going to watch the full game and I'm going to see what I can talk about and see where the where the the high points were and where the low points were of that game and what they I feel like they can improve on as a coach and what you know from the outside looking in obviously it's it, it's different from the outside looking in but once i watch the game i'll be able to fully gauge what i think that the milwaukee bucks can do better as well as the uh, philadelphia 76ers like me i love to watch the celtics i'm gonna watch every celtics game right when it comes on other teams i i wait a day or two and then i go on league pass and i watch the games and i try to watch the full games and I try to watch the full games of the teams who I think are going to make the playoffs. I don't often watch teams that are at the bottom of the pack as much, but I will watch them and I'll try to watch them as much as I possibly can this year. But with that being said, the Celtics are 2-0. And although I don't think that they've looked the greatest offensively, defensively, I think they've looked pretty tremendous the uh, the way they've closed out to shooters but my biggest issue my biggest issue and it's always been my issue with them since even the kg years um we have a lack of awareness sometimes when it comes to defensive rebounds there's a lot of times where we give up so many offensive rebounds and we got to cut that down because if we can cut that down, I think we are a championship team and no one will beat us. But if we play a team where you're playing Denver and you don't box out Jokic and you give Jokic an opportunity or you give Giannis an opportunity, you give Embiid a second and third chance opportunity. The defense can be as great as possible, but it doesn't matter because the last part of defense, a lot of people don't know this, and a lot of people who've never played the game don't understand this and who've never had a coach tell them that the last part of defense is the rebounding. And why is that the last part of defense? Because you're securing the possession. If you don't secure the possession, you're playing defense again. So that's the point where we need to be able to secure possessions, hold teams to one shot, one shot, and that's it. And then we can become an even better defensive team. But if we can't hold teams to one possession, then we're, we're, we're going to consistently be a B B or B plus defensive team. If we want to get to those that A minus, if we want to get to that A type of defensive team, then we got to finish it off by securing rebounds. And I'm not saying we got to secure the rebound every single time, but I'm saying more often than not, especially when it comes to crunch time, we got to find a way in the fourth quarter to secure rebounds. All right. This has been another quick edition of one in a million. I am your host, 
rolling million. I'm going to try to get back into this as the season is starting up. And I'm so excited for this season because I feel like it is a it is a great it's going to be a great season. Now, I'm not one of those people who hates I, I don't like the amount of threes that is taken today, but I still love the game of basketball and I will always watch the game of basketball regardless of what type of basketball it is. It can be slow paced, it can be fast paced, it can be women, it can be from the 40s, from the 50s. I'm going to watch basketball because I love the game of basketball. That's that's what it is and that's what it'll always be. I will watch the game of basketball uh, until my last breath on this earth. But I am excited for this season. I can't wait to see what is in store for the entire season. Um, I am going to be on this front as much as I possibly can, and I'm counting down to when my season begins, which is the Monday after Thanksgiving. So, all right, this has been another edition. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you later.